Say hello and welcome to Data Stories, a show dedicated to stories and storytellers. I'm your host, Tamar. Um, and I want to say thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. Okay. Um, for today, I have for you some stories from the author Carol Frost um, in her book, Pure. P-U-R-E. The author's name is Carol Frost. I'm just going to read to you a couple of stories from her book. Okay. So let's get started. The first story is called Truth. T-R-U-T-H. Truth. Truth. Those who can neither cast out their hearts, false feelings, nor look beneath the writing images on a river for a second life. All the details of scrapping fin are harried by the one who gropes to no end, save sight for the beginnings of beauty or truth. Ugh, the sorority girl has social obligations. The political science majors have politics on their minds. Must they sit over a plot's death and try to see its secret and raise its dripping thick into the classroom? What if it quivers and still smells like the river bottom, the sky's leavings? Someone cracks a joke, and they all laugh like inquisitors, like revolutionaries swept along the surface of an immense current. <clears throat> so that was a piece from Kara Foss called Truth. Okay, so let me go ahead and go to another piece. Let me read to you another piece. And this piece right here is called Sunfish. Sunfish. S-U-N-F-I-S-H. Vertebrate, kin to the fully armed form, sprung upon the earth like Athena from the head of Zeus. How is it no love or scruples are stirred as you flap at the end of my line? Foul hook glistening, I recapitulate your gill slits, yet can make of the life's history of fish a lesson, someone's first flounder, resurrected from a shallow grave, water sparkling with green points of reflection like tiny mirrors when green fries swim out of their scales in fright. <clears throat> there, there are no inhibi inhibitions. Moments of hesitation, no book of pain born in your mind when crawfish with lines tied to them appear in the pond and your muscleless face is a mass the angler cannot pity. I've held you, spineous, slimy, and fragrant as dead leaves in my bare hands to admire your, your ages of blue-green and yellow shading into one another. As it formed by sunbeams through a shower and moments later pulled out your air bladder with the hook. So naturally was death route. I felt no evil and so glorious the colors lined on the surface of the water robbed of morale. That's a good one there. It's a good one. Okay. So let's find another piece. I'm just going to read another, uh, just a couple more pieces from you guys, for you guys, not too many. Um, and again, I'm reading uh, Carol Frost um, in her book called Pure. And so this piece right here is called Judgment. Judgment. J-U-D-G-M-E-N-T. 
The angel that rebellion raised was never able, right up to the end, to leave him alone or help solidify by saying either yes or no, his cloudy sense of things, but kept intruding, even in his dreams with doubts and questions. It was a nightmare inhibited by dolls and dead persons, winged souls, wretched lambs, and lions that grew in him and made him waffle and twisted with self-hate in his mind it was the angel who pushed until he pushed back then the angel flew off like a madman to earth and buried himself with the lowest creatures as reproach and in his mind the beauty of this arrangement suddenly shone in a fire's glare of his own powers to make judgments that no longer hurt him and so he gave it names he gave it names Okay. All right. I'm going to read to you just a couple more pieces, about two or three, and that'll be it for tonight. Um, the next piece I'm going to read to you by Carol Frost in her book, Pure, is called Music. Music. M-U-S-I-C. You are right. At death, I might well desire both day and rest. Some calm place where a light is stabilized on an arbor, a table, green glasses, and damask. The tastes of earth and sunlight, tomatoes with foes at the blossom end in a large rough navel, with a bit of stem still attached, oil with basil and lots of garlic causing thirst for wine, and the music to be played at my funeral must be the sound of the rousing bow. Working against the wind, not old keys that are only echoes but strange, gold in the beetles click, a jay, a three-color bird, a Brown thrush, their their asides and intimations, like the napkin song, like the napkin songs of great composers, written before the last bread and wine are gone. Hmm, wine and bread sounds good right about now. Nope, that wasn't a part of the poem. I really do want some wine and some bread. <laughs> Okay. So, I am reading from the book Pure by Carol Frost. And the next piece I'm going to read to you is called Art. It's called Art. I like the subject matters in this book. I really, really do. I really, really do. Okay. Art. A-R-T. Why? When she gave her memory a mother whose cruelty was godly and who was Beautiful, the North African boy of 20 in the Paris of her youth who tore down his fresco at the end of every day because the cement hardened before he could paint his red angels. He say, and memory knew she loved them. Did it refuse to say so? She imagined she, shot, she saw its gorge fall as after swallowing in her own mouth felt like cotton. She wanted to write it all down. What could tell her what what could tell her she would have to forget herself, her art, everything, and make herself stare at a lake where a dragonfly stared at a tree at nothing, then deposited its eggs in the still water and left, as if it trusted her could go on without. And that piece was called Art from Carol Frost. Okay? So I'm going to get into the last piece for tonight. If you like what you've been reading so far, go ahead and check the book out. Go to your local library or go to the bookstore and buy the book. 
You know what? I did say I was going to read one more piece, but I think I'm going to read two more pieces. Okay? I am. Just two more, and that'll be it. For real, for real. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this one is called Apology. A-P-O-L-O-G-Y. Already the land is starting to forget gardens. Reminiscent no longer hold the heart completely as someone held her a little roughly once in a silver sweet crows. In the touch she was utterly dissolute to that caused collapse behind her knees. Sun slides in the lake she feels a resistance toward then apology as if a thorn catching her sweater has torn a small hole. As if she shouldn't have worn the sweater. What induces then weakens the greater and lesser passions of what she'd like to know. Something like the green underneath, red and yellow, which is now wilting, has left her body. And she is someone who had love and is no longer availing and can no and can neither take nor give away. <clears throat> that piece right there was called Apology. And the last and final piece for tonight, no, for real, for real, is called The Argument. The Argument. Yes. T-H-E-A-R-G-U-M-E-N-T. So let's get into this and see what it's about. Here is the cold, strict cell of the terrorist. He is sorting through pieces of metal. In front of him, a pipe, wires... Detonator and a clock. Premises to follow through to the end. And from an open open bedroom door upstairs, a whimper or a sigh comes. He listens until silence develops again. Then turns to the pile of shrapnel and pours it, it into the pipe. Angels elbowing each other off the head of a pen are not more violently correct, nor more delicate as he connects each part, thinking perhaps of how the in entrails and heart are the house is his declarations will be made in. He has already scanned the newspaper for the date and time. He knows his victim's movements. This is what I meant. What I meant... All along, you idiots, he says with his careful hands. Why can't you understand right and wrong aren't wired to the same clock? Not today. Not now. Not my clock. Then he sets the timer and lays the bomb in his cardboard tomb, seals it, his saliva on the stamps, and sends it to me, to you. No chance to demur or turn leftist or wear a new swastika. Not when he's finished and turned off the lamp. <coughs> I just finished reading the argument to you. The argument. And it's by author Carol Frost from her book called Pure. If you like what you read, you can go ahead and check it out. It's your local library. Go to the nearest bookstore. Find it. Buy it. Okay. Alright. So that'll be it for tonight. Um, I appreciate you for tuning in. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, this is another edition of Dated Stories. Uh, a show dedicated to stories and storytellers. I'm your host. And until next time, see you. Thanks again. Bye-bye.